Hey everybody, welcome back to the Horseshoe for the first time in the 2022 season. It is a snap judgments after the Ohio State opener over Notre Dame. A 21-10 victory for the Buckeyes. An, um, an homage to the 2002 national champions, perhaps. Uh, not the offensive performance that anybody, well, I'll speak for myself, not the one that I was expecting, uh, but the defense, a little bit of a rebirth of the silver bullets. Ohio State gets the win. Number two over number five, Notre Dame. Um, what do we think, Bill? I think they would not have won that game last year. I think that's really important for them. Um, there was a point in the second quarter where I felt like Notre Dame was starting to establish things on both of the lines. And honestly, it started to feel a little bit like the bigger games last year. And I give Ohio State a ton of credit um, for kind of flipping it back in their favor for the defensive line starting to take over again once they got their, their what I think are clearly their top guys in there more regularly in the offensive line for for establishing a run game that kind of carried Ohio State through the second half. And it's a high-flying offense, and they won a lot of games last year when they put it on teams early, and they were really good at that. They were not so good at doing what they did on Saturday, so I thought that was important for them. Jim Knowles is apparently pretty good at his job. Um, One of the biggest questions we had all preseason was, are they going to rotate in a bunch of guys? And aside from the front four, the answer was, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. There was a, a, I mean, they only played two corners the entire game with yeah. with uh, Cam Brown and Denzel Burke. Josh Proctor gets yanked after missing a tackle on the first play of the game and doesn't play on, on defense the rest of the way. They clearly liked what they got out of Ronnie Hickman and Lathan Ransom and Tanner McAllister. Cam Martinez only was in there, I think, for like one play on defensively. Are you okay? I'm fine. Okay. Look, the, these kids are going to have, everyone's going to have to find their role. Yeah. And for the Buckeyes to be as good as they can be, it's, this is a, the issue all last year. They didn't know who their guys were. And if you can find out who your guys are, and you, you get a good idea in a game like this because your back was against the wall there for a moment in the, in the second quarter. And even midway through the third quarter, back was against the mm-hmm. wall. And the dude stepped up. And, and Michael Hall, my goodness, what a night he played. You know, that was a guy who three weeks ago in training camp, people were like, this guy is not a third-team defensive lineman, and you saw it. He's a starting defensive lineman, as yeah, a matter of fact. That is a it's, a it's a really good player is what he is. I don't care where, where he rotates in. but And then on offense, I just think it's clear. This wasn't C.J. Stroud's piece de resistance, but he toughed it out, and mm-hmm. he did things tonight he would not have done a year ago. So much rolling out, throwing on the run, hitting guys on the sidelines in places that he would have thrown – Oh, you know, sailed it last year or, or, or thrown behind a guy. It wasn't perfect, but it's, as Ryan Day said over and over, there's the number five team in the country they're playing against. And kudos Notre Dame. They came in super prepared. I guess that's what happens when you have 80 dudes on your team that, like, <laughs> uh, have, you know, worked here. But um, they certainly were prepared. And, you know, whatever Notre Dame, extra whatever extra homework they got in on Friday night, they did a nice job. Uh, yeah, that, that's an interesting Subplot. Maybe we'll find out or talk more about that later on. I feel torn about whether to just talk about the things that I didn't really like from Ohio State tonight or to shine the spotlight on Xavier Johnson, Mecca Ibuka, and Mayan Williams, the way he finished off that fourth quarter. There were a lot of really, really positive things. Ohio State beat the number five ranked team in the country, that and they beat them by 11. I think that shouldn't be overlooked by any stretch of the imagination. And I guess maybe it's just because I've been talking about this for two or three years now. The one touchdown drive that Ohio State allowed, I knew right from the start that that was about what was going to happen because they they, I know exactly they punted down there, they pinned Notre Dame on the 13-yard line, and then they sent out their third-string 
defensive line and got bullied down the field. That cannot happen, Berm. You talked about the it's, back it's puzzling. Seven, it's not extremely playing, puzzling. Back not rotating, playing two corners. Uh, Steel Chambers rotated a bit. He was out on that uh, that series as well. I do not understand it. They gave away any momentum that they had on that drive, and I. Larry Johnson makes that decision, and I wonder if Jim Knowles will see what happened tonight and the one drive that got away from him and say, "That's not happening anymore. You yeah. can't afford to do that." I wonder that myself. I wonder if it happened tonight because I don't didn't I, happen the rest of the game. Those guys played, but didn't really feel like those guys were playing in the higher leverage moments of the game. Some of the guys got on the field a little bit later in the game. Like fifty-one doesn't come off the field. And six for the game. Yeah, Tron and, and Tron Vincent did play well. And like JT told him, oh, well, doesn't come off the field. Like, I think it's as simple as that. I know you want to rotate and stay fresh, but there was a stark difference in the way that that defensive line was reestablishing a line of scrimmage when the first four who played were out there and literally anyone else was out there. Yeah, that just. It, it's, you know, again, this is the type of game where I, maybe it's because there's so much buildup. It's 10 months of, of talking about this game. You know, Notre Dame was going to be extremely well prepared. Ohio State gave up 254 yards. It, it, I mean, think about it. I don't know what the low number was a year ago. I'm, they played Akron, so it probably was like less than that. But <laughs> find me a game well, last year where they yeah. didn't. This defense looked extremely competent. And aside from those little that blemish drive in the second quarter where you're like, yeah, that does not make sense. Notre Dame, 180 of their yards were just jump balls. I mean, yeah. a, a diving tip catch, a diving one-handed catch, a play that Mayer jumps up and makes a in another diving catch on the sideline. Yeah. This was a masterpiece by Jim Knowles. I mean, a masterpiece. And I know, you know, Tyler Buckner's playing his first game as a starting quarterback. Tough kid, man. He, he put it out there. Um, I just thought from the start to the finish, the Ohio State front four, by front four, I mean First four, front four, yeah. or front five, I guess, because Jack's out there and they're doing a bunch of things. But yeah, those guys—they uh, look different, and we talked about it all off season. That group, those young guys, are the ones that are going to lead this defensive line, and they really did. Tommy Eichenberg, I thought, played a hell of a game, and <laughs> boy, if all you ever remember is that he didn't make a tackle against Tulsa, might be time to start paying attention <laughs> to Tommy Eichenberg because this dude is an absolute animal. Uh, he and Lathan Ransom, Michael Hall, I think, would be the top three for me coming out of this game defensively for Ohio State. I thought that that drive, Bill, we were in the press box, and you said, Let's see if Ohio State's got that 12-minute drill. Yeah, and they run the football down the I mean, it was a 14-10 game. It was a it was a high-leverage situation. A drive that started at the five-yard line. Yep. They, had to, they were going to be tested to run the football. The passing game without Jackson Smith and Jigba, by the way, that's a pretty big deal that we haven't brought up yet that he – was knocked out really uh, for the second first drive. second drive of the game uh, hit that wasn't reviewed. Well, uh, I'm, I'm digressing a little bit here, uh, but Mayan Williams in that offensive line with really the outcome hanging in the balance, he was phenomenal. I, you did the math; I think he was 61 yards on uh, eight eight touches, maybe. I mm-hmm. will double check that, but uh, a, a catch down the field and keeping his feet in bounds that I don't think I've ever seen him do, even in a practice no. situation, and then just bullish running. I mean, he Porkchop does not do justice. What The nickname's got to go. Yeah, it's Meatball. Yeah, He's it's a meatball. meatball. He's a bowling ball. He's a bull. And I guess I can see maybe that uh, a complimentary backfield could work for this team. Oh, look who's I coming around. Started, <laughs> I, you, you were in my head when I was up in the press box. I was like, oh, maybe Burn was honest. Because he was, in the first half, 
the offensive line was not very good. Um, just I didn't think they were fitting things up great on, in the run game. And and Mayan and I give Trevion too credit. He, they were both kind of making yards when there wasn't much there. But then in the second half, it all sort of started to click. The offensive line was like actually displacing people, and like they were doing some pulling stuff and like getting real knockback, which didn't happen enough last year in these kind of games. And then gave give Mayan a little bit of space. He showed some good burst, showed a little bit of wiggle. And man, is that dude tough to tackle? Yes, he is. When I was walking off field afterwards, heading up to the press conference room, one of the Ohio State uh, assistant coaches was walking with me, and he said, "That's some effing man ball." Yeah, it and was. Yeah. That is, and Ryan Day talked about it in the presser. That's not a game, and Bill said it, that Ohio State would have probably not won that game last year, but they had to show that they can win it. They had to show that all of the talk about this team doesn't have the toughness. They needed a, a little fire under them in the third quarter, mm-hmm. and they got it. But that offensive line was dominant in the fourth quarter. Running backs were, were incredible. And bottom line, I mean, I think that I was talking to John Bryce, our friend from in, you know Football Scoop, his wife, earlier on today, and I said Notre Dame could lose this game by 17 and not look bad. And if Ohio State would have tried to score on the last drive, maybe they would have lost by 17 and not looked bad. It didn't occur to me that Ohio State could win by 17 and not look good and that's what would have happened (laughs) so uh, I think that there's so much to build on but generally speaking like after that layoff the the postseason first game you just never know well I don't think that Notre Dame could have asked for more than what Ohio State gave them Jackson Smith and Jigbo was out but before that Julian Fleming was hurt Cameron Babb couldn't play uh, when you talk about a third cornerback, Jordan Hancock was not ready to go. You had, uh, you know, clearly some chemistry issues once you remove Jackson Smith and Jigba from the offense. Where you know what they should have done? Not, not practicing. Not let him practice. Well, he might not practice for a few days after this. Uh, afterwards, Ryan Day did say they're going to hope to get him back next week. He's really not going to be needed, in my estimation, until the end of the month uh, against Wisconsin. We'll see what transpires there. Uh, but you know. Personal fouls, uh, questionable plays on a special team, you know, Ohio State giving them free yardage. I just like Notre Dame had every opportunity to actually steal this game and they couldn't. And you know, we're we're giving Ohio State credit for that uh, because they weren't winning those games in the past. But that I don't think that Ohio State really could have played a worse game than they did. And maybe I'm wrong they didn't turn the football over uh they, they made enough plays to win but i mean if that's the if that's the worst that they're going to be on offense that seems like a pretty scary proposition that's the thing like i are any of us worried that they won't get their passing game figured out and like ryan day said like we'll be able to throw the ball i i, I think they will i it feels weird to criticize because they did win the game I re- like when they get into these kind of like somewhat even. We're playing a good defense matchup. Sometimes I really feel like Ryan Day's decision making is a, is a little odd, and his play calling leaves something to be desired. And I think he got bailed out a little bit by his running backs and his offensive line tonight. Uh, yeah. That I think needs to change uh, moving forward. It's it's been a little too much of a common theme. I think when they get into these more high leverage games, but uh, I, I suppose it's a good thing that you figure out a way to win when you know, you're not I, at your I best. I sent it on uh, our live show from Roosters two weeks ago. Sometimes you have these coaches that are so wide open, and then they get into a big game and they tighten up. And then you had guys like Jim Trussell, who's here tonight, who in big games would decide to run fake punts all the time and <laughs> make field goals. And, and you get Ryan Day in this situation. I mean, it's again, if you're looking at ways to nitpick Ohio State, and especially in the first half, 
third and two. They, they have second and two on their third drive of the game. And then don't get anything on second down. Don't get anything on third down. And you're like, golly, the, the mm-hmm. entire offseason is about getting two yards. And they found ways to do that later in the game. They ran that little uh, sneak with CJ. They they pounded the ball a little bit more with Mayan. They came around. And I think that Ryan, I'm not trying to make excuses for him, because so your point's valid. Like, there's, there's questionable decision-making happening in that first half. I think... Fourth and three from the 40. Fourth and three from the 40, they should have gone for it, period. Or you, you, you let your kicker who... I mean, hell, Noah Ruggles didn't miss a ball all, all year last year. I wonder if he should have practiced in the springs of surfing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to comment on that. But I, I think that it's clear that the post the preseason jitters were kind of on, on everyone's mind. and They figured it out. They got it sorted out. And I think he wanted to just challenge his team. I really... It's not a situation where you were worried about Notre Dame's offense putting you away. Yeah. Uh, I think that he was trying to challenge his team. And that's what I'm going to that's what I'm going to believe until told otherwise. Well, we'll have a lot more to break down from this game moving forward because now we finally have one to break down. Ohio State won it 21 to 10. Uh, full coverage coming to your way uh, coming your way on the podcast and at dotting the eyes part of the Rivals network. We hope that you enjoy it, consume it. And stay with us ahead of uh, another game week now as Ohio State turns the, the page to Arkansas State back in this building next week. That's um, Bill and Berm. I'm Austin. Thanks for joining us. It's been Snap Judgments on the podcast.